This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, coming back to this debate around Facebook Live and the horrific video posted by this Cleveland killer over the weekend, uh, all kinds of questions for Facebook about how this kind of stuff is being policed, whether they're doing enough to take down these videos, shut down these accounts. And does it maybe say something about how rotten the idea of Facebook Live in the first place was? Now, joining us for some thoughts, uh, Kurt Wagner joins us. He is uh, senior editor of social media for Recode.net. It's got a really interesting piece up today on all of this. Kurt, thanks for making some time for us here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, as I was saying earlier, we, I mean, we use Facebook Live here at the radio station. We've got a you know guest in studio. Uh, I, you know, certainly uh, some of the pages I follow on Facebook, I, I, I like how they use it. But obviously, there's this dark side to it. Yeah, there really is. And, and the piece that I wrote yesterday was, was pretty much should we re-explore the fact that this tool is in the hands of, you know, two billion people around the world, essentially, that, that use Facebook, right? I mean, you mentioned you use it for your show. We use it at Recode. Uh, I think if you wanted to limit it to brands and celebrities and media organizations, you could probably get a lot of the best content that Facebook gets anyway. Uh, but by simply saying, hey, we're going to you know, take this out of the hands of the masses, I realize that, you know, people will be in, uh, I guess, they'll be up in arms about that in some extent. But at the same time, I think until they have better technology to monitor it, it would eliminate instances like this where all of a sudden you see this horrific event unfold live and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Because, I mean, for Facebook, the company, to have this service, what, what's in it for them? Are they, are they making money off this? So right now they're not. Uh, I think the idea is that you know, a lot of what Facebook and Instagram, which Facebook owns, um, had become was kind of this curated version of people's lives, right? You only put up the great photos from your vacation or you would post about, you know, the, the great job uh, interview that you just had or whatever it may be. And I think they wanted a way to kind of make Facebook feel a little bit more raw and a little bit more real. And so they started coming up with, you know, disappearing messages, things that you could share without necessarily feeling like, oh, this is going to be online forever. And they came up with this thing for live video and said, hey, you know, there's nothing more raw than, than kind of live video. This is a way to really get a glimpse into someone's life um, as it's happening. And I think in 99.9% of the cases, it, that is what happens. Um, obviously, we've seen what the extreme can be on the other side. And so they're not making money from it. And at this point, I'm thinking is all of this press around a, a murder worth, you know, those little moments of, of raw video that do look good? Like the Chewbacca mom, I guess, is the big the one. Chewbacca right? mom. And, and I would even argue, you know, even though that was technically a live video, none of us watched it live. All of us watched it after it ended, you know? So there's nothing that says that couldn't have just been a regular video, not a live video necessarily. Right. What well, I mean, that that's still potentially a problem for Facebook. Um, I, I think one of the videos in this case, w there was some Facebook live, but there was an uploaded video. I think the shooting itself was was uploaded. There's there's nothing really right. stopping people from if you're not live streaming it, you, you upload it, you know, seconds later. Yeah. And I think part of what Facebook is trying to work on is building technology to detect what's in a video um at you know as they upload it right so as you render the video to put it on facebook they could go through frame by frame and maybe detect hey there's a weapon in this video or there's nudity in this video um i think that's very hard to do when a video is live right if you're uh uploading after the fact uh, they don't have the technology to do either, I should say, right now. But I think that it's more um, plausible to stop stuff like that from being shared 
if it's being uploaded, it's very hard to do it in the moment while it's live. Uh, to build the technology to do that is, is still a ways off. And I guess even if Facebook shuts it down, I mean, there's there's Periscope, there are other services out there. I mean, someone can, can fill that void. So it's probably always going to be something, isn't there? It's certainly possible that, you know, Facebook could say, hey, we're not going to do live anymore, and then someone uh, goes to another service. You mentioned Periscope. Um, YouTube does live video. They could go to other places and, and try and do the same thing. I think there's something around Facebook and the virality of the news feed that really uh, could entice someone who wants attention to use live for, for these kinds of reasons. Um, you know, the way that it works is that when people are watching the video and the more and more people who watch it, the more and more people Facebook shows it to. And if you don't come in and immediately catch that it's a bad video, all of a sudden that viral effect is taking place before Facebook realizes that this is a video of a, a shooting. Um, and so, you know, at YouTube or even Periscope, that virality isn't nearly as strong as it is with Facebook. So I think that maybe people might be deterred to use those other platforms. They wouldn't necessarily get the same uh, reach that they would get on a Facebook. Right, because, I mean, if Facebook's answer is we're, we're just going to develop more to try to police all of this and take down these, these live streams and videos and shut down accounts, uh, that, I mean, that, that's a real challenge, even for a company like Facebook. It really is, yeah. And I, I, I don't think, you know, I'll, I'll be clear, I don't think that they're actually going to stop doing Facebook Live. I think the, the genie's out of the bottle here. I think there's enough people that do get value from it that it's, you know, they're not going to come back and, and kind of take it away from folks. But you bring up a really good point, which is that is it Facebook's responsibility to police the Internet, right? And um, in the past, they've kind of said, no, we're just a platform and people kind of do what they want. Obviously, we take down really um, uh, inappropriate things, uh, really violent videos. But it, for the most part, we're going to kind of let the community police itself. Um, and now it's Facebook's getting bigger and bigger and having more of a role in things like politics or um, even just like social uh, norms and customs, you know, where does Facebook kind of exert itself into that conversation and where does it step back? It's a really tough line to walk and the company's still trying to figure it out. I mean, is technology part of the answer? I mean, there's been a suggestion, you touched on it in your piece, that maybe uh, artificial intelligence can help monitor video content. I think it's definitely um, a potential solution or at least part of a potential solution. And I think Facebook thinks it is. Um, there's a reason that they're trying to build all this stuff and that they, they already use AI to do things like detect inappropriate photos uh, and get those removed or even stop people from sharing them altogether. Um, I think when you get to the scale that Facebook's at, which is, you know, 2 billion monthly users, uh, it's it's nearly impossible to monitor everything that's shared with human beings. And so they use a lot of technology to flag posts and then send them to human editors to ultimately make the decision, should this stay up or come down? Um, so I think technology is going to be huge for this, and I think they're already using a lot of technology. I just think that the, the video stuff is still so new that they haven't quite figured out how to you know, stop that before it happens. Yeah, well, really interesting. People can find your piece again, as mentioned, at recode.net. Kurt, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Kurt Wagner is a senior editor of social media for recode.net. So his suggestion, whether Facebook takes the advice or not, I guess, will remains to be seen. I, I don't think Facebook's going to abandon Facebook Live, uh, but suggesting that maybe Facebook uh, keep it restricted. Uh, leave the live broadcasting feature to selected partners instead of making it available to everybody. 
Uh, but how do you do that, I guess? How do you limit this service? Who do you say it's open to and not open to? And then even if you do that, you've still got the ability for people to upload whatever pictures or videos they want to upload after the fact. And I think that was what happened here, that there were Facebook Live videos that this guy was streaming. Uh, but the video of the shooting was something that he uploaded. And again, as he concedes in his piece here, it says, to be sure, the Cleveland incident limiting live wouldn't have prevented the video of the killing. But emphasizing vetting partners would set a more professional tone for Facebook video altogether. There's an additional question, by the way, in the Canadian context. Who remembers the name Mark Merrick? Mark Merrick, in fact, was uh, based out of Edmonton, ran a website called Best Gore. Now, as you may recall, that website, which had all kinds of nasty sort of snuff videos on it, including a, included a video, had posted a video of Luca Magnata committing murder, the murder of June Lin. Uh, Mark Merrick, who ran that website, was charged with corrupting morals, which is a charge under Canada's criminal code. So, again, I, I don't know if that would apply to Facebook or what kind of jurisdiction we would have over Facebook regarding a video shot in Cleveland, posted on Facebook, would that violate Canada's criminal code? But it is interesting, isn't it? How can you say that the guy who operates Best Gore has done something illegal by hosting a video on his website that shows a murder? What, in fact, for a few hours over the weekend, that's exactly what Facebook was doing. Why does Facebook get a pass? So what, what are the legal questions that arise here for Facebook? If there are crimes being committed and live streamed through Facebook or video uploaded to and posted on Facebook, does that make Facebook liable to any extent? Right? It's not a question that's been tested at this point, but it could come up, I think. So I think there is some incentive for Facebook to figure out how to get a handle on this. And if there's horrible things being posted on Facebook or shared through Facebook... How do you find it and shut it down? All right, 403-974-8255 is our number. A uh, little change of pace coming up after 1.30. Uh, Jock Wilson, host of Sports Talk with Jock, right here on News Talk 770. Uh, he'll come in after 1.30. We'll get a little bit of a, a playoff update because obviously a lot has happened over the weekend in the NHL playoffs. And for Flames fans, it's a whole lot of bad and frustrating news. As the team now finds itself down three games to none against the team that they've struggled against. And what was a really weird and disappointing night for the team last night in their first home playoff game this year. So we'll get into that uh, coming up after 1.30. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.